I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Underdog Podcast from SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty. Welcome to another edition of the Underdog Podcast, Conference USA edition. Another very special episode of the show today. We've covered the FIU Panthers in detail, obviously, the last few months. Coach Butch Davis joined us for an interview a few weeks ago. If you haven't checked that out, highly recommend it. Very fun guy to talk to. Um, But for more insight on the Panthers, we have a, uh, I believe this is a first for the show as well. We have an active player coming on with uh, Mr. James Morgan, quarterback of the FIU Panthers on the show today. But first, uh, I'm Joe Londrigan, obviously with you once again, and Mr. Eric Henry, who we talk about the FIU Panthers, and that's largely because he covers covers him as the beat writer for UDD. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing all right, Joe. It's just uh, another beautiful uh, day here over in uh, South Florida. I'm coming to you. Typically, I'd be coming to you from uh, from Tampa, but I'm coming to you from uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach. So I could not complain. Are you on the beach, or are you just chilling somewhere? I am. I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually on the beach. I'm uh, over on uh, Las Olas Boulevard, so I'm on the beach. I just picture you having like a desk and like a full suit set up in the sand somewhere. <laughs> like that's the kind of guy you are. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be sweating through that suit in, uh, in South Florida weather. I'm uh, I'm actually in a t-shirt and shorts, so uh, yeah. But you still have the desk. You didn't answer that part. Cool. Correct. Of course, I've got a desk, a desk, my laptop, and uh, and ready to go. Right. So of course. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. But uh, as I mentioned, uh, James Morgan, the FIU Panthers quarterback, uh, Bahamas Bowl champion. How are you today, bud? I'm doing great. I gotta say, I'm loving the weather down here as well. <laughs> It's a nice change from Northern Ohio being from that part of the world myself, right? That is 100% correct. (laughs) Nice. Well, uh, as we usually do, Eric, I'll kind of let you open the line of questioning. I know you guys have spent a little bit of uh, time in the same vicinity, so it should be fun for you here. But go ahead. Yeah, I've spent most of the past uh, six, seven months uh, needling James about his time at Bowling Green. And I, I promise we won't, you know, go over that too much. But, you know, for the broader CUSA, uh, CUSA audience, excuse me, uh, we're going to go ahead and kind of just introduce James and talk about his background and a couple of things here at FIU. So we'll go ahead and get started, James. Um, one of the things mm-hmm. that, that you've mentioned to me, you know, one of the biggest differences from last offseason to this offseason, obviously you were coming in from Bowling Green, so you didn't get as much time to practice with the team. You had the abbreviated time coming from the summer. But uh, you said right. this offseason you've been able to focus much more on the little details, telling receivers, you know, when they see a certain coverage, how you as the quarterback want them to run that route. Can you give us an example from last season as to we're having this extra time around and even made them you guys? Sure. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely correct. So. Like you said, coming in last, uh, I got here in the summer, and so the entire spring I was basically off of football, which in and of itself is a, a very weird feeling for a student athlete who's been doing it for so long. Um, but I think the the biggest thing is when I came in, I was still trying to, you know, learn these plays that I had never run before. Um, you know, I, I'd known them, but I'd never ran them, obviously, so I didn't have reps at them. 
Um, and it was knowing where guys are at, you know, where, what, they're, what we're doing on each play, all that stuff. Um, this year it's a lot different because obviously that's kind of the foundation now. I have that down. And now it's, okay, if I see a specific coverage, this is how I want you to run the route, kind of just like you alluded to. Um, so I'd say, you know, like one specific example is just kind of seeing tells from defenders, right? Like last season, I would kind of have a general idea what the defense is doing and all that. Um, this year, I can kind of look and see, okay, this is a favorable matchup for us. Um, you know, it looks like this guy's creeping down. He might blitz. Uh, those types of details that, you know, coming into the offense weren't quite as important as just understanding where everybody is. Of course, and one of the things also that we've talked about, you know, whether it's been in a, after practice or post game, uh, we've talked about just differences in the offense coming from the the, uh, the spread offense at Bowling Green compared to the offense you're in now. And your offensive coordinator, Rich Skrowski, has had success with quite a few quarterbacks, whether it's been Keith Wenning at Ball State, Alex Magoo two seasons ago, and now you. Uh, Two-part question. Can you give us some insight as to what his offense does for quarterbacks that puts them in positions to succeed? And the second part of that question is, can you just give, you know, maybe some broad examples of the differences in, in the offense in Bowling Green under Mike Jenks to now what you're playing in uh, with Rich Skrowski? Sure. Um, you know, I think that uh, Coach Skrowski does a great job of um, putting quarterbacks in positions to succeed. And um, you know, he obviously has a lot of experience, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of experience over 30 years. Um, so one of the good things about, you know, working under him is that pretty much anything that I see, he's already seen before. So if I have a question, he almost 100% of the time has an answer for me, and that's an extremely valuable tool. Um, I think that one of the best things that this offense does is it puts quarterbacks in, you know, uh, situations with high profile or, excuse me, high percentage throws. Um, you know, where it's not a very, you know, dangerous, risky type of throw. And um, we have a lot of check downs, things of those natures uh, that puts us in good situations with, um, you know, yardage, uh, down and distance, all that stuff. Um, in terms of the difference between this offense and the last offense, um, you know, obviously you have very successful cases of air raids across college football. I think there's definite merits to uh, both systems. Um, I'd say that one was um, – more centered on, you know, putting the ball in a lot of different spaces on the field. You know, it's a fun offense to play in because you can really stretch out your arm and do all these things. Um, a little bit of this offense does more where the quarterback kind of controls the line and, like, things like potential blitzes or where we want blockers going and all that uh, stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think there's uh, definitely good things about both of them. Um, both of them are fun to play, and I'm, I'm happy to be in this one and um, under Coach Krasky. Once again, for those of you who are listening, we've got FIU starting quarterback James Morgan on the line. Just for point of reference, for those of you who may not be familiar with this time prior to coming and playing Conference USA, in, in 18 games at Bowling Green, uh, James had 3,342 yards, 25 touchdowns, 22 interceptions with completion percentage, just a, a shade under four, uh, 52%. And uh, in, in his uh, junior campaign at FIU, he's at 26 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and that completion percentage above 65. So you can kind of measure the differences as far as coming from the air raid and now with Rich Skrowski. But to kind of move forward to this year, talk a little bit about the mentor role you've played with the, the two backup quarterbacks and Kalen Wiggins and Caleb Lynham, who are now competing to be your number two. You know, it wasn't that long ago that James Kanapke was in that same role for you at Bowling Green being the young guy. And now, you know, you fast forward four years later and you're in that same role. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring him up, and I love the interview that you had with him last year. And uh, I love Knapp. I think that he definitely uh, kind of modeled how um, an older quarterback 
should, you know, act, especially uh, given the, the grace and respect and everything, that, the way that he handled that situation, which is obviously very tough for him. Um, and so I think that I've, I've learned things from how he handled it. And then just with the younger guys, um, you know, both of them are making big strides in the offense. I think that's kind of one of the biggest things about spring is um, getting better and, you know, uh, progressing with your thought processes and your form and all that stuff. And so you see uh, really good flashes in both of them. I think that, you know, Kalen's really been with Coach Krosky the longest, and he's he's really starting to understand the offense very well. And um, it's really cool to see his progression from last year. Uh, Caleb is still a little bit younger and has a very, you know, very athletic, uh, very big arm to make a lot of throws. And I think that, you know, his progress this spring has been a lot from where he was at the start and where he is at now. And he still has, you know, obviously everybody does, but still has a, a ways to go to get it down. So, um, no, I think both those guys are great guys. I think one of the biggest things that uh, they bring is, you know, they're always in your everyday with a great attitude, you know, uh, willing to come after and work on stuff. You always see them after throwing with receivers and stuff like that. So um, it's a good room. It really is. James, I asked you this after the Rice game, but I don't want to come back to it now, now that you've had a full season to kind of compress and, and you know, look back. What are some of the differences in the level of competition from the MAC and Conference USA? Uh, good question. Um, you know, it's, I think it's, it's pretty similar in the fact that um, you have uh, some pretty good athletes, I would definitely say, in both conferences. Um, you know, I kind of kept up with the MAC a little bit this year. Um, and you, you can see, you know, even on the film from opponents that we watch, uh, there's, there's great, athletes, great athletes in both uh, conferences. I think one of the things that's uh, a little bit nicer about Conference USA is obviously the location. Um, you know, when you have a December game, it's not uh, freezing, seven-degree cold, all that. Um, and I think that that makes a, uh, an impact on, you know, offensive style, obviously, when, you know, you're running the ball down people's throats in the MAC, whereas down here, you know, it's a little bit nicer weather conditions and you can throw it a little bit more. Um, but I would say that they're pretty comparable uh, from an athlete standpoint from um, a lot of different things, so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we've got one more question piggyback off last season, and then we'll jump into a few uh, few light questions, kind of get to know you a little bit more. Uh, James, uh, just on a, on a personal level, you know, as I mentioned with the stats, you've had a lot of success last year at FIU, and, and then uh, Bowling Green, your career didn't exactly go the way you wanted it to. And just on a personal level, you know, how satisfying was last year to kind of get that under your belt and say, hey, you know, I can be that, that three-star guy that I was coming out of high school and, and be that quarterback that – um, you know, I felt I could be, but just didn't get the right opportunity at Bowling Green. Right. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a huge testament to um, this program, the success that, um, you know, I always had, but really our whole team last year. You know, and, uh, I think one of the biggest things for me is uh, these coaches are great inspirers of confidence, right? Like, kind of like you mentioned, it didn't go the way that I wanted to in Bowling Green. Um, and so coming here to be able to come into an environment where you have all these leaders who are, you know, supporting you, uh, made me feel like a family as soon as I came in. Um, you know, I think it really helped me confidence level uh, raise significantly because of the uh, atmosphere and the influences that everyone has had here. So 
um, no, I'm definitely very happy about what we accomplished last year, and um, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing um, some good things this year as well. All right, so we'll go ahead and do a few miscellaneous questions here. You know, first, I'm going to start off with uh, James. Is South Florida is known for being a really unique place, especially coming from Wisconsin. Uh, what's been your biggest culture shock moment where you, you just said to yourself, this definitely isn't the Midwest? Uh, that's a great uh, that's a great question. I think just uh, kind of the, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of different cultures here and uh, just kind of people talking Spanish all the time. You know, that was uh, definitely not the case up in Wisconsin, not really in Ohio, um, you know, and it's it's just kind of kind of funny when someone comes up to you and speak a different language like oh uh, I, I I don't speak that but no it's been uh, it's been a lot uh, it's been a culture shock but it's been it's been fun to kind of experience that a little bit like you said I really have not had a lot of that in the past. How would you describe FIU? Just you know let's take the program out of it for a second. You know how would you describe mm -hmm. FIU just the university? Yeah, I think it's a great uh, university. I think the campus is beautiful. Um, it's nice because it's kind of enclosed, but it's also, you know, it's in Miami, but it's so big. It's like, what, like a 10, 15 minute drive to Miami. It's it's really no, uh, nothing at all, but you can stay within the campus. It's really close. It's nice. Um, in terms of academics, uh, I'm in the public administration program, and I think that they have some excellent professors who I've been learning under. Um, you know, it's it's been really nice to be able to do that. And from that standpoint, I've been very impressed. So, um, yeah, I, I really do like the school in general besides the football. All right, something that, uh, you know, I've asked you to come off the practice field, but we're going to go ahead and get on the record here. Um, Steven Ciochini, who is the uh, offensive line coach. He's the offensive line coach. He's the line coach at Bryant University, and uh, uh, I had a chance to talk to him for a little bit, but, you know, we're going to go and get this on the record now. Uh, yeah. Who's going to win in the 40, James, you or uh, the old GA? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what time he's suggesting he runs. But I'll tell you what, that, that race is not even close. I am well ahead of him. Um, I love the man. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a phenomenal coach, an excellent worker. Uh, but when it comes to the 40, yeah, he's uh, he's blowing smoke on that one. That would definitely be a dub for, for me. He may. Uh, I'm, I'm going to betray his trust a little bit here with this one. But uh, you said that you guys <laughs> might have had a little bit more more success, you know, with the uh, with the read option if you were a little more uh, uh, fleet of foot, James. So that's just a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No doubt about it. Yep. Things improve on. No, um, there's a miscellaneous one about your high school career. Um, a story that was relayed to me but by one of our fellow underdog dynasty riders and Joe Broback. Uh, I'll shout him out for that. He, uh, he said that for a playoff game, you guys had to travel five hours to uh, play against Superior High. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, not a very, not a very good memory, but yep. <laughs> uh, what was the story of that game and which game was a tougher loss? That one or the FAU game last year? Oh, I mean, well, that's that's a real tough question. They both, you know, have – they both hurt, right? Like, any time we lose, it's, um, it's really tough. I think FAU probably was – yeah, like, you know, is what it is, learn from it and move on. But, uh, yeah, the superior situation was they um, they were, like, in the, in the northern part of the state. We had to drive, like you said, like six hours to get there. Uh, and it was a tough situation for sure. I mean, like, it would have been nice if we could have done a neutral site or something like that, but that wasn't agreed upon. We ended up um, – driving like getting up at like 5 30 in the morning driving up there and then we we got there literally and the warm-ups were already starting and stuff like that so it's kind of a you know it, it wasn't the, the best deal but um yeah a loss that hurts uh, it was my last high school game um i was looking forward to the other opportunities that um you know we got there but yeah 
All right, last one I got before I go ahead and turn over to Joe and get a couple questions in. Uh, you did play a couple years of high school basketball, and with March Madness just passing, you know, I want to run this one by you. If there's a three-on-three game against three members of the FIU basketball team, and you've got scholarships on okay. the line, which two members of which two of your teammates, excuse me, are you taking with you to uh, to play against oh, the basketball? Man. Team? You, uh, you can't ask me that one, man. Uh, we got <laughs> we got a bunch of uh, really good guys on the team. You know, Sterling, our tight end, is six seven, so um, you know he would be probably a pretty good one to have. And then uh, I go with my boy Hard Time. You know, he's a pretty sharp shooter. Uh, it's Maurice Alexander. Um, but you know, I don't know if you know that basketball. I'm gonna stick to football, and so uh, I'll I'll keep up with it. I got a buddy who plays at Michigan Tech, D2 basketball. But other than that, I'm uh, I'll stick to football. And uh, and here's the last one I'll run by. You mentioned a couple of your receivers. I want to give you a chance to shout out some of your wideouts. Anyone knows you? Uh, you're a huge team guy, so I'm gonna give you a chance to shout out. Okay, some of your yeah, wideouts. Jim, so all right. Um, yeah, so, the so, so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. No, I was gonna say we'll, we'll do it like this. You know, I'll run down a few names, and then um, okay. uh, what's the person that comes to mind when I uh, when I say the name? So sure. we'll we'll start with a uh, hard time, Maurice Alexander. All right, um, extremely talented, uh, very smart player, ex quarterback, obviously, um, always coming with suggestions of things he can do, um, things that he sees on the field. Um, yeah, love the guy. And then uh, you just jumped in with that name there, uh, so we'll go there, Austin Maloney. All right, Austin Maloney, um, athletic freak, man. He uh, he's always at the front of all of our uh, our races, all that stuff. Um, you know, he's my roommate. He's one of my best friends. Um, you know, great guy to throw to. Always puts me in pretty good situations. Let's go with a guy who's battled some injuries in in your time there, uh, Bryce Singleton. Uh, Bryce. Um, I mean, the one thing that pops to his mind is uh, his insane catches. Um, you know, he makes me look good all the time. I just kind of put it in his general vicinity, and he's going to come down with it. Let's go with uh, the veteran of the group, Tony Gator. Gate, Gate is my boy. I love Gate. Um, the one thing that comes to mind with him is just his route running and his commitment to the game. You know, he's always in here watching film. Uh, can I do this differently? Here, this is what I thought, so I'm going to run it. Um, extremely football smart. Um, great option. And last but not least, we'll, we'll go to the tight end and Sterling Palmer. Say it again? Well, I said last but not least, we'll go to the tight end and Sterling Palmer. Sterling, yeah. Uh, he's developed a lot. Um, I think, you know, when he first got here, you know, till now, he's made some great progress. Um, you know, obviously a big target. Uh, another guy where it's like, okay, just kind of give him a chance, right? Put it up in his area, and he is uh, athletic enough to go up and get the ball. Once again, for you guys listening, we've got Conference USA's Newcomer of the Year, James Moore, on the line. I'm going to pass it over to my co-host, Joe Londrigan. Joe, it's uh, it's all yours. Sure. So, James, uh, we mentioned briefly, you know, you guys took the uh, Bahamas Bowl at the tail end of the season here. So, congrats on that. No, you were dealing with some injury issues going into that game. Uh, so, all in all, physically, how are you feeling now that uh, spring ball is most of the way done? Feeling great. Um, yeah, back to 100. Uh, had a great spring ball and uh, feeling really good to be back playing. Awesome. That's great to hear. So let's kind of go through your pregame ritual a little bit. You got your headphones on, you're blasting what I can only assume is the Underdog Dynasty podcast. Uh, what else is on that playlist? Uh, what else is on the playlist? Uh, yeah. um, kind of whatever's popular right now that kind of gets me pumped up, kind of go through it week by week and pick out some stuff. Um, you know, that's one of the nice things about being in South Florida is you got a pretty good uh, – my teammates got some good music scene stuff, some nice SoundCloud links that they sent through, and uh, that's always good to have. 
See, this is a common thing I've noticed on college campuses. You have the guys that will be on the street corners or in the quads or whatever, passing out their mixtapes. Is that a thing that happens at FIU? <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, it's kind of digital now with the SoundCloud. But, uh, we, you know, we'll get advertisements in our car and stuff for different things. But I've never had a mixtape actually been passed out to me. It's a, it's a, it's a, that's funny. <laughs> Do people tweet it at you or anything like that? or? <laughs> um, I have never had a mixtape tweeted at me, but when I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good um, so being a, uh, Wisconsin guy, I got to ask, uh, in terms of cheese, I've, I've debated, we've had this spirited debate before is cheese better as a condiment or as the central feature of a dish? Like with, uh, you know, like cheese curds, for example, what do you think? Wow. That is a very interesting perspective i think that in all forms i will take cheese however it is it's uh, phenomenal go up to wisconsin you'll get some great cheese curds um you know i always get cheese on the burger i guess uh you know that's what wisconsin is known for so i got yeah of course yeah uh good cheese up there in wisconsin um do you have do you have uh, some specific types that you kind of have uh, go-tos when you go back home or do you you just kind (laughs) of make all comers when it comes to that Hey man, uh, I, I really don't. I'll, I'm kind of a whatever kind of cheese type of guy, I guess. I, uh, it's a good question, though. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, shifting back to football a little bit, obviously the league's going to look uh, quite different in 2019 than it did in 2018, just with mm-hmm. staff shifting, players leaving, going to the NFL, all that. Other than your own squad, uh, what team are you paying the most attention to uh, in terms of uh, Conference USA? Uh, to be honest, I, you know, not really sure if there is one at all that I'm looking at just our opponents for next year and, uh, getting in the film room over the summer and, uh, the first game against Tulane. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Solid. Can never get uh, too tied up in what other people are doing. I've noticed that's a good habit of a lot of these uh, Mm -hmm. high-level quarterbacks. So that's that's good. you know, last thing that I kind of wanted to ask, um, mostly just because I've kind of had, uh, or I went through something similar when I was in college in terms of, you know, transferring, going from uh, a place that's, you know, obviously it's, you know, very different going from Northern Ohio to Miami. Um, I kind of did the opposite where I, you know, went to somewhere down South and then went back up North a little bit. Uh, how was that transition for you? And what were some kind of things that helped make it easier for you? Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different area, you know, like we talked about before, the cultural is uh, definitely one of them. Um, I'd say that uh, the heat was something coming in initially that was um, that first camp was pretty hard to get used to, um, feel a lot better about it now. Um, and then just in terms of making the transition easier, I got to put that on my teammates. Um, one of the reasons I chose FIU was because of the culture that they had and uh, just coming here on visits and stuff, the, the family feel that I got from it. Um, and it was really something that, uh, was accurate when I came here, you know, it was, they really welcomed me and they made it easy for me to transition in here. And I'm uh, very appreciative for that. And um, I really love this team. Awesome. Awesome. It's really good to hear. It's, it's never an easy process just moving in general. So that's, that's good to hear and really happy you've thrived so much down there in uh, South Florida, man. 
Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that was all I really had in terms of questions. Eric, do you have anything else for James before we let him get back to work here? I'm going to run one quick funny story by James. Uh, Ed Freeman sure. is, uh, was a linebacker came from the University of Texas last season. And, and just to kind of finish up and talk about the transition from going from one climate to the next, one of the funniest things that Ed said to me was that uh, he could never understand how in Florida, or specifically South Florida, it'll rain for five minutes and then just go away. <laughs> And you I'm know what? I have to agree with that, but, but I'll, tell, I'll you tell you what, over the snow. <laughs> take, I'll take them over the snow, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, for those of you listening who aren't familiar, it, Florida, we call, definitely call them uh, Florida showers down here, where it'll rain for five minutes and then be sunny. And one of the weirdest things, it'll actually, you can go from block to block, where it'll actually rain on one block, and you can turn around and look square behind you about half a mile down, and it's, uh, it's sunny and, and bright sky so that's just a, a florida thing but you know as we go and finish up hey uh james I want to say thanks for taking the time uh let you get back to work and look forward to catching up with you uh get ready into the fall yeah no doubt hey i really appreciate you guys having me on thanks a lot thank you james so that's gonna wrap up for another episode of the conference usa podcast hopefully my uh my sniffling wasn't too bad i apologize got a little cold on the tail end of it so i promise by next week i'll have my uh my life together in terms of you know, my nose and my sinuses. Um, but with that, we'll say thank you once again for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a review. It really does help us grow. Um, thanks again to, of course, Taylor Bauer, our producer, making the show sound good. Thank you to James Morgan uh, for joining us on the show and, and really kind of shedding a light on, on what he's working on down there as the quarterback of the FIU Panthers. And, of course, thanks again to FIU Athletics for making that inter- interview happen. Uh, With that, we will say have a great rest of your week. Uh, Check back on underdogdynasty.com every day throughout the offseason. And follow us on Twitter at Underdog Dynasty. I am at J-O-E-H-I-O underscore. And Eric is at Eric C. Henry underscore. Have a great one and happy football watching, everybody. (laughs) 